Good afternoon. I am Pastor Antonio Eubanks of Heath Ministries, where we believe in using the Word of God to heal, empower, and teach so that you may be properly equipped to help establish the kingdom of God and its principles in your families, communities, and world. If you're in the Metro Atlanta area, we invite you to attend our Sunday service for a life-impacting experience. Please visit our website at heatministries.org for more information. We would love to hear from you. But for now, we pray that you enjoy this message. God bless. Sure, you know, y'all got battle going on, amen. And, and you got to know, like, how do I decipher what really is the truth? Because that's all that really matters. Not, not somebody's opinion, not, not somebody's fact. Well, people say, well, a fact is a fact. Well, no, because they told you at one point that the earth was flat, that was a fact. But we, they changed that fact. They told you Pluto was a planet. That was a fact. Now they saying it ain't. But now they saying it. Ain't. So it ain't even about opinion or fact. Because even facts can be opinions. But we need to know what the truth. Because it's only the truth that does what. Y'all gonna help me preach this thing. Amen. It's only the truth that sets you free. So we gotta clear out all that noise. Clear out all that babble. So that we can get to what? The truth. The truth. So we're going to go over this, you know, each each week of different little things. But the very first thing that God had me to deal with, we, the, you know, because when you're dealing with something that, that's kind of sometimes a stronghold, because I mean, know that the Bible is, is a stronghold sometimes. It keeps us from, from being who we truly are in Christ. Amen. And when you're dealing with that stronghold, you, you got to get down to the root. Because I mean, no longer you chop at the limbs, it don't mean nothing. You know, I had this little tree in my yard. I cut down the limbs off the tree. But you, if you don't get to that root, that thing gonna keep growing. It'll grow new limbs that you ain't even know about until and, and, and you get to that root. So we gonna get to the root. Amen. I always like when I build a house, we can, we build from the foundation first. Then we can add the walls and, and the roof and, and all the pretty stuff that go on the inside. Amen. Because how many know if your foundation is faulty, all the pretty stuff you put in the house ain't going to mean nothing. Amen. Because when that foundation start cracking and separating, the walls start splitting, all the furniture get messed up. So it don't matter if your foundation. And our foundation it, it, as disciples of God is what? The rock. He says those who build their house upon the what? The rock. He says even when the water come in, I'm paraphrasing, I don't, cause you don't quote scripture like that, but, but, but when the water come in, the come in and say you won't be washed away because we're not built on sand amen we built on the rock and the rock is what the word of God Christ incarnate amen so we're gonna get down to the nitty-gritty amen and the first thing we gonna talk about it the truth is understanding what God who God says we are who does God say I am who does God say I am? Notice I'm saying God repeatedly. Because I ain't saying who does your mama say you are? Who does your job say you are? Who does your husband, your wife say you are? Who your friends say you are? Because some of them might be your enemies, so you don't really probably want to listen to them anyway. Because if you kind of mess up, you know, birds of a feather fly together. But anyway. Who does God say you are? And that comes down to the root of what I'm talking about, which is our insecurity. Mm-hmm. 
Because see, if we don't understand the truth of who God says we are, then we walk around very insecure. We're not secure in who we are. Because if we don't know who God says we are, then we walk around scared and we put on identities, we put on things that are really not us. That's why we see people walking around and you know they talking about they trans this and trans that because they putting on things that they don't even know who they really are. They just trying to fit into something because they lost and they just say, I gotta put on something. I don't know what to put on and I don't know who to put on, but what what but we know we gotta put on who? God. Who does God say we are? That's how you got to get through that Bible. Well, they say I'm this, and they say I'm that, and it's coming in from everywhere. But who does God say you are? Who does God say you are? See, because internally, what God says becomes what we see in every area of our life. See, I said also the, the voice you listen to today determines your experience tomorrow. So who are you listening to? When you're trying to define who you really are, who are you listening to? I'm not saying what you became, because sometimes what you became is not who you really are. I'm talking about how did God design you? Who did God say you were? See, most of us are driven by, by a scarcity mentality, meaning we walk around and lack. That's how the world is set up. Good, evil, bad, good, you know, uh, rich, poor. So is you always decide and, you, and it's a scarcity mentality. And, and most of us are driven by that. We're driven by that insecurity. We don't want to admit it. We don't want to admit it because some of y'all look at me now like, I ain't insecure. You know, but get called out of your comfort zone. See, we secure when we walking into familiar territory. But how many know God don't want you to stay in familiar territory? Because how many know that greatness ain't usually where things are familiar? Greatness ain't where things are, are traditional. Greatness ain't things where, where things are religious and you do them over and over just because my mama and them did it that way and grandmama and them did it with it. That ain't where greatness usually is found. It, it, it can be, but most of the time it's found stretching yourself outside of your comfort zone, which means now you got to walk on that water. And when you start walking on that water, don't tell me that insecurity don't set in then. Because you're walking on something that you're not used to. You, you, you're walking in paths and places that you're not used to going. So the battle comes in. The battle comes in because we're, we're doing something that we're not normally used to doing. Amen? Because see, what ends up happening, the underlying thought that comes through our head my little screen is, am I having difficulty? There we go. It's searching. We get there. I can do it without the thing because that's why I ain't put much up here because I know to act up. But the underlying thought that goes through our head is I am never blank enough. I am never blank enough. Fill in the blank. See, I know for me, I can say I, I'm never patient enough. Or sometimes like I'm never rich enough. Somebody help me out. Give me some word. I'm never, never good enough. Never good enough. Never what? Strong. Strong enough. Smart enough. Smart enough. I'm, I'm never something enough. That, that, that changes from person to person. This blank changes from person to person. Sometimes it even changes from moment to moment. Because you might have a little money in your pocket this time, and you know you feel like you a baller. But then you know them bills start showing up, and you broke as I don't know what, and you're like, man, I... I am never rich enough. So it changes from moment to moment. But how many know, you know, we all giving the church answers. 
we give an answer that, that, that sounds good is, you know, because we in church and we can't really say what, what really fills in this blank sometimes. You know, the, the, I'm talking about, you know, when you by yourself at nighttime, you know, and them thoughts is coming into your head and, and you feeling a certain way about yourself. That's what I'm really, you ain't got to speak it out loud, but that's the blank we want to deal with. We want to deal with what's in that blank right there. We want to we want to get down to that because see, once you get to that thing and you're able to remove that blank out your life, then you set the foundation for greatness because you remove all insecurity. Amen. Amen. So we're gonna look at a man today who who dealt with a blank, who dealt with the I'm, I am never blank enough, and and it was three specific things in his life that that almost eliminated him from understanding God's purpose for him, and that's why it's important for us to deal with this because. What, what holding us back could eliminate us from God's purpose for our life. And how many know that we need to walk in God's purpose? We need to walk in God's plan. We need to walk in his will. Amen? Because it's perfected. It's perfected. It says the steps of what? A righteous man of orders. Order. So that means it's just all you got to do is just walk in that thing. Walk in that thing. But we got to get out of that blank mentality. Amen? Because see, what, what what makes us miss the mark is, is, is not necessarily our belief. Because we, we believe in God, we wouldn't be here. Yeah. But it's our behavior. And, and more so, our reaction to when things trying to make us insecure. See, because a lot of times people, like like a lot of older people today, you know, they, they talk about young folks and they say, well, you know, these young people, they think they've got it going on. They, they think they're so special. Everybody got to know what's going on. They, like, they post everything on Facebook. They post everything on Snapchat and Twitter and all this stuff. They, they think they so special. Why why everybody got to know what's going on with them? But see, I, I, I come today to really say, I think the real issue is, is people don't realize how special they really are. That's right. They don't really realize how special, and the enemy, if he can, he will keep you from that knowledge of knowing how special you actually are. Because what ends up happening is then you are driven to prove something that already is. So you out there trying to prove how down you are. You out there trying to prove how hard you are. You out there trying to prove how, how, how ghetto you are, how ratchet you can. You out there trying to prove stuff, and, and God is saying that you're none of that. So we did, we putting on these identities and all these things of stuff that we are not. Because we won't get the truth of who God says we already are. Turn to your Bibles in Exodus chapter 3. Because somebody said, I came to church. When are you going to read the Bible? <laughs> Already. Been preaching. Could sit down right now. Amen. Exodus chapter 3. We're talk, we talking about the man Moses. Because how many know that Moses was insecure? If you don't, you don't know today. Amen. Amen. Moses, I finna say Moses chapter 3. Exodus chapter 3. I read the Bible, y'all. I promise. Exodus chapter 3. Starting at verse 1. It says, Now Moses was keeping the flock of his father Jethro, the priest of Midian. And he led his flock to the west side of the wilderness and came to Horeb, the mountain of God. 
See right there, see I can tell y'all just reading, but there ain't no revelation coming, so I'm going to give it to you right there. See, even in the wilderness, we find what? The mountain of God. So I'm telling somebody today, even if you're in your wilderness experience right now, guess what? You might just need to turn around so you can see the mountain of God. See, the mountain of God exists wherever God is, amen? He said, I can exist over here, or I can exist in the promised land, or I can even exist in your wilderness. You just got to come to me, amen? And then it says, the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a flame of fire out of the midst of the bush. He looked, and behold, the bush was burning, yet it was not consumed. How, how many know that? That would, that would, like, freak me out. You know, you seeing something burning, but it ain't consumed. So you know something is going on. Amen? It's got your attention. How many know God will get your attention? Amen? And then in verse 3 says, and Moses said, I will turn aside to see this great sight. Why the bush is not burned. When the Lord saw that he turned aside to see, God called to him out of the bush, Moses, Moses. Called his name two times. Two is a number of covenant. Two is a number of agreement. So when he said Moses, Moses, he's already saying, I'm establishing covenant with you. I'm establishing promise with you. So when he called your name out, Paula, Paula, Darius, Darius, you know, Laima, Laima, he called, he establishing covenant. He's saying, I want, to I want you to remember my promise. And then it says Moses, he said, here I am. Get that in your head. That, that I want you that to stick in your head. Put that little feather in. Here I am. Verse 5, he says, then he said, do not come near. Take off your sandals off your feet. For this place on which you stand in is holy ground. I mean, you got to prepare yourself now. Don't just walk up in any kind of way. You know, don't. this is holy ground. You can come, but you can't come any old kind of way. I know we say come as you are, but you got to expect the change. See, the change is take off your shoes. Take off, get, get, get yourself unprepared. Take off all that stuff somebody else don't put on you. See, shoes is a way of walking. So what God is saying right here, you finna change how you walk. You finna change how you walk, because this is holy ground. And when you step on holy ground, trust me, your walk gonna change. You can't keep coming to holy ground and your walk not change. You can't keep reading the word and your walk not change. If your walk still the same, you've been in church 10 years, then you really ain't receiving nothing. You just going to church. You ain't really getting into this thing. You just showing up thinking you're doing God a favor. But see, if you really coming to holy ground, your walk gonna change. Because you ain't gonna be able to do the same things that you used to do, cause you want to take off, cause them, them old shoes gonna burn your feet, cause they ain't gonna feel comfortable no more. It's gonna, you, some of y'all women know they gonna be like trying to slip in that shoe that's a little too small. You gonna be walking around with corns, and you know your feet hurt, and you know you need to take them things off, but you trying to look cute for somebody. Who you looking cute for? God said, take off your shoes. Take off your shoes. This holy ground. Then in verse 6 he said, and he said, I, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. And Moses hid his face for he was afraid to look at God. God telling him who I am. This is this, this who I am, Moses. Then in verse 7 he says, then the Lord said, I have surely seen the affliction of my people who are in Egypt and have heard their cry because of their taskmasters. I know their suffering. Now come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them up out of that land to a good and broad land, a land flowing with milk and honey, the promise. To the place of the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Amorites, the Pezzarites, the Hivites, and the Jebusites. You got promise, but how many know you got enemies? Amen. 
And now, behold, the crowd of people of Israel has come to me, and I have also seen the oppression with which the Egyptians oppressed them. Now, verse 10, come, I will send you, uh-oh, to Pharaoh, the most powerful man in the earth at this time, that you may bring my people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. And there we go. God setting it up. You came on the holy ground. I'm changing your walk. But now that I've changed your walk, now I got something I need for you to do. I'm going to send you to Pharaoh. I'm going to send you to the most powerful man in the earth, the stronghold. I'm going to send you directly into the enemy's camp. But in verse 11, but. How many of our buts get in the way? See, some of us butt so big, you get in the way of everything God trying to do. Mm-hmm. I ain't talking about your physical one either, amen? amen? But Moses said to God, who am I? Mm-hmm. Now see, remember I said keep something in your head? Mm-hmm. What did he say when he first, when God first called him? Here I am. Here I am. Secure. Here I am. Yeah. You want me, God? Here I am. Yeah. Here I am right here. Mm-hmm. See, we can all stick our chest when it's easy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When thing, you know, oh, that's easy, you know. I, I you know, I, I can get them five dollars. Five dollars ain't nothing, you know. Mm-hmm. But then God say, well, you know, I'm requesting a hundred. Mm-hmm. Oh, who, who am I? <laughs> you know, or, 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 you know, yeah, I can pray for, I can pray for them. You know, that's my, that's my mom, that's my dad. I pray for them all the time. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll pray for that boss that just fired you. All right, thank who, you. Who, who, who am I? Mm-hmm. See, the insecurity set in me, like, who, who am I? See, when you got to face the enemy, when you got to get outside your comfort zone, then that's when the blabber starts. That's when the babble starts. It's like, it's like, who am I? And that's what Moses said. It says, but Moses said, who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and bring the children out of all of Egypt? Who am I? Who am I? See, Moses is, 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 is two characters in this. It's God's talking and Moses is talking. But there's a third implied character right there. Mm-hmm. And that third implied character is what? That babble. That babble that's going on in your head. See, when God is speaking to you in your dreams and speaking to you in the middle of the night, but then you hearing and you talking back to God. Here I am, God. Okay, I got that. Yeah, I got that. Then you ask something great of you. like Then that babble starts. Mm-hmm. Who am I? See, this is really what Moses talking. This was this was Moses Babel talking. And it, it was coming out of the root of his first thing. I'm so dysfunctional. Who am I? I I'm I'm messed up. God, you don't you don't remember what I what I did? See, because see to understand the battle someone is dealing with, you, you gotta go back to their history. You gotta go back to, to, to what might have happened to their experience. And see, because see what the enemy will do, the enemy will inform your uh, inform you of your history mm-hmm. your, of your insecurity. He'll say, he'll say, you know what, you remember you did this, you remember you did that, you know how it was. So then they start asking, Who am I? Who, who am I that you want to use me, God? I, I'm I'm this dysfunctional. Do you know how messed up I am? Do you know how, how I don't like to pray all the time? Do you know how I don't always read and study your word? Who am I? Who am I? And see, we got to remember about Moses. Moses had did what earlier? 
And in, in Exodus chapter 2, he had killed a man. That's why he was in Midian with Jethro, because he had murdered a man and hid him. The scriptures say he looked around first before he did. So he was seeking to do it. So that showed a little bit about his character too. And then he hid him. He hid him. And then he did it, but he gets, he gets confronted by two other Hebrews and say, I, I know what you did. I, I know what you did. And see, that's what happens. See, when you get called to greatness, when you get called to greatness, the enemy will say, I know what you did. I know what you did. Yeah, they, they might not know, but I know what you did. Yeah, you think you all great up there. You think you got it going on. You think you doing this, that, and the other. You think you are there trying to preach to them, but I know what you did. I know what you did. I know what you buried. I know what you're trying to keep buried and don't want nobody to know. I know. And see, the part of this tricky part is, is that the enemy, it would be easy if it sounded like somebody else's voice. But he implants it in our thoughts to where now it becomes in first person. So how do you fight yourself? Because you always with you. No matter where you are, you are. See, it would be easy if it was like the cartoons and, and you had an angel on his shoulder and a devil on his shoulder. All you had to do is brush your shoulders off. That's, right. <laughs> That's all you had to do. But he's in here. And he plants them thoughts and it's like, I know what you did. So now they start saying, uh, who am I? Who am I? See, the, the Bible comes in first person. It, it says, you messed up. You, 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 you dysfunctional. You don't have it going on. See, what you did before you met Christ. You know, when you used to smoke all that green, smoke all that weed, when you used to hold around, when you used to lay around with folks, when you used to drink, get, when you clubbing out, when you cheated on folks, when you gossiped about folks, when you when you stole from folks, when you hurt folks purposely, when you did stuff. Who, 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 are, who am I? I'm, I'm, I'm dysfunctional, God. Don't, don't you know that? And you calling me to do something great? Who am I? Who am I? And then even more importantly is, God, you, you, you know what I do right now after I came to Christ. Mm -hmm. See, before, yeah, we like, oh, I'm the past. We start quoting Paul. You know, I wronged no man. That was my past. You know, I did that before. But what about what you're doing right now? Yeah, right. I ain't going to keep on that one. I'm going to move on past that one. <laughs> but if we start asking, who am I? How, how can you know me so well, God? Because I believe that you know me. I know that you know me. How can you know me so well and still love me? Thank you, God. How can you know how I used to be and still love me? How can you know what I used to do and still love me? How can you know how I used to act and still love me? How can you know how I am right now and still love me? And, and then not only do you love me, but you want to use me too? Yes. Who am I? And that's that babble in our head and they keep on talking to us and they keep on going and then it leads us into the next one. It leads us into the next state. Is that I, I'm, I'm so deficient. Deficient. I'm, I'm dysfunctional. I'm messed up. I don't know how to do nothing right. I don't, you know, when I try to do right, like Paul said, I'm, I'm, I, I try to do right, but, but wrong seem to show up. Amen. And then he says, I, I'm so deficient. Deficient means we lacking something yeah. that's needed. 
lacking something that's needed. Then that means, you know, I, I'm never skilled enough or I'm never talented enough. I, I'm never decisive enough. I'm never patient enough. I, I'm never on time enough. I, I, I'll never have enough money. I, I never have enough time. I'm, I'm too old. I'm not young enough. I'm not old enough. I'm not pretty enough. I'm not some kind of way. We, we living in a deficient mind state. And we always come up with something that, that I'm so deficient. I'm so deficient. And that's what Moses is starting to, to play with in his head. But in, 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 in the Exodus, God tries to deal with his deficiency. He says, you know what, Moses, okay. And, and I'm not going to read it, but in chapter 4, we, we kind of know the story. He gives him the staff. He said, what's in your hand? And Moses has the staff in his hand. And so he said, drop the staff. The staff turned into a snake. He picked it back up and turned into a staff. He said, okay, you got that one good. He said, now stick your hand in your coat. He stuck his hand in his coat. It came back out. It was right. He said, now stick it back in again. It came back out. It was it was right. He said, okay, now. He said, then you, then he said when you get to Egypt, pour some water on the ground and watch the water turn to blood. So, so God is setting him up with all these signs and one. And God is trying to let him know, I got this. I got this. But even after seeing all these great things that God can do, we still have insecurities. God had you out that last thing that you was in. Matter of fact, the thing that you got your own self in, but God still saw it to fit to pull you up out of. But now we show up to the next enemy, and in some kind of way, we like. I'm so deficient. Jesus. I'm so deficient. I don't. I don't have enough. Turn to Exodus chapter. Turn to Exodus chapter four. I said I wasn't go there, but I want you to see something real quick. Exodus chapter four. Are we getting this? Because yeah. see, I'm, I'm praying to God right now as I'm giving this that there is some bondages being broken right now. There's some mindsets or, or shifting right now that, that you're not thinking the same way already about yourself. But by the time I finish this, if you're still thinking bad, then I don't know what you came here for. Because it is, it is, it is. Exodus chapter 4, verse, uh, let's look at 11. Because see, we're talking about. Moses' deficiency. Because first he's like, who am I? And then he started thinking about all the things like, but I, don't, I still don't, I don't know, God. I, I don't, I don't know. Exodus chapter 4, verse 11. It says, then the Lord said to him, because, oh, let me, let me, um, let me back up. Verse 10. Because that's after Moses done did all this. I mean, God done told him about all the stuff, the blood on the ground. So verse 10, it says, here it is again, that but. In my translation, is in the standard version, but Moses, but getting in the way again. He said to the Lord, oh, 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 my Lord, I, I'm not eloquent, either in the past or since you've spoken to your servant. Moses said, I, I wasn't no good at talking before you came, and I, I'm still st studying while I'm talking to you. Uh, so why are you trying to say Ain't nothing changed in a long time. We so I mean, yeah, I know you did the little snake thing, and I know you did my hand thing, but but you ain't you forgot about this. <laughs> I mean, this the thing I need. I mean, that that, that was cool, God. I, I like the little tricks you did. That go Pharaoh probably gonna be like ooh and ah, but when I, but when I start talking to him, then he gonna look at me me, me like he's crazy, you know. You. you you must have forgot about I, I, I can't talk that good. And that's what he's saying. He's like, come on, ain't nothing changed. He said, I'm, I'm slow of speech and a tongue. 
But then verse 11, then the Lord said to him, yes. who has made man's mouth? <laughs> Sound like God. God's like, man, what you talking about? <laughs> who makes him mute? Mm -hmm. Or deaf? Uh -huh. Or sin? Uh -huh. Or blind? Mm -hmm. Is it not I? The Lord? Yes. Now, since you know all that, therefore go. And I will be with your mouth Woo! and teach you what you shall speak. Hallelujah. Yes, 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 yes. I will be with your mouth. God said, I know. You don't think I know you stutter? Boy, I made you that way. I made you to stutter. The only reason I made you to stutter because I needed to show up in your mouth. So when people say, that was stuttering Moses. Why he talk so good now? Then they know it ain't nothing but the glory of God. Well, they used to be all broke down, busted so-and-so. Why she balling out of control now for the kingdom? Because it ain't nothing but the glory of God. Like Abraham told told the kings back back in the Genesis, he said he said I don't want you to give me nothing because I don't want no man to be able to say that he made me. I want it all to be from the glory of God. She called somebody could say, well I told Moses how to speak. He used to stutter, but I taught him how to do it. God said, no, I ain't even gonna fix you. Yeah. Oh, what? See, some of y'all need to be delivered right now. God said, I ain't even going to fix you. I'm going to use you just like you is. With your Ebonics and everything. I'm going to use you just like you is. He said, because I'm the Lord. I'm the Lord. I, I made you. See, because what happens is Moses listened to his deficiency and God said, I got it. See, we talk about I'm so deficient. God says, no, I got it. I got it. See, when, see, when you doubt the product, you insult the manufacturer. See, when we start doubting what God has done already did in us and gave us, we, we, that we insulted the manufacturer. He said, who, 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 is, who made you there? Who made you? Who makes you see? Who made Is it not I? See, if God left it out of you, that means he didn't need it for you to make your destiny. Yeah. If you ain't got it, then that means God didn't need for you to have it. Right. If you ain't cute enough, then God, guess what, didn't need to be cute. Jesus wasn't cute. <laughs> Read scripture, Isaiah. If he left it out of you, guess what? See, because a lot of times people struggle with pride, and we always talk about that in church, you know, oh, pride come before the fall. And this, but see, I, I, I want to swing all the way to the other side where people suffer with insecurity and so much so that they walk around with false humility because they're like, I, I'm not enough. I, me, I don't, don't, don't put me up there. Don't put me up front. Don't, you know, I just want to sit in the back. Okay, I'm fine right here. That's false humility, because you now insulting the manufacturer, because he said you are not the tail, but you the head. So if somebody calling you to the head, then you need to walk in the head shield. You need to walk into it, instead of saying, no, 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 walking around with that false humility. You insulting God with them insecurities. But see, we judge ourselves, too, by, by comparing ourselves to, to other people, and that's why we come up so deficient. Because we, we think we got it going on till we see somebody else. You know, have you ever, you know, when you buy a car, you think your car all got it going on, and then you pull up beside that S550 Mercedes, you like, ooh, guess my car ain't all that. You know, because you, you're comparing yourselves to what's going on. But see, what happens is you end up sticks to getting caught in bondage. You know, we, we compare ourselves, so it's like, it's like, 
Some people say I'm, I'm, I'm fun. Then, well, if I'm fun, that means I'm not disciplined. Well, if I'm disciplined, then I'm not fun. And then you're going back and forth. If I'm fun, I'm not disciplined. If I'm disciplined, I'm not fun. So, so see, you keep going back and forth and back and forth. And see, the whole thing is, you're going to be stuck in that back and forth like you're doing double dutch because it ain't no answer to that. And you're going to stay messed up because you, you can't be everything. We just got to know who it is. Because we always going to lack something, but guess what? We got something that never lacks. That's the key. God is saying, don't lean on your own understanding. He said, is it not I? Moses, I don't kill. I don't need you to figure this thing out. How many know that God don't need you to figure out everything for him to work in your life? Now, I ain't saying don't question God, don't, don't you know, talk to him, try to get down to the detail. But at the end of the day, he don't need your understanding for him to work in your life. Amen. You turn on your cable TV every day and you don't understand nothing about how that TV show up. Except when you pay Comcast and the TV come on and some pictures show up. But you don't understand about the technology behind it. You just turn on and expect it to show up. Well, guess what? That's all God is saying. I don't pay the bill. I don't pay the price. So when I turn you on, I expect you to show up. Amen. You'll catch that when you get home. <laughs> Lean on God and not your own understanding. So see, we hear Moses now. See, can, can you feel? He's like, I'm, I'm dysfunctional. I'm, uh, who am I? You know, my, my, my tongue weak. I'm, I'm deficient. I ain't got enough speech. But sound like you running out of excuses. Sound like we running out of excuses. Cause yeah, you dysfunctional, but God said, you know what? I still use you. You you deficient, but God says, I got that. I made you that way. I already know. You think I'm surprised? Everybody know you like that. You don't know who probably didn't know, but there ain't no surprises. He running out of excuses. So now we get down to the nitty gritty. We get down to the nitty gritty. If you look at verse 13, same chapter, Exodus 4, verse 13. But, how many buts is Moses going to say? <laughs> Moses' butt get bigger by the day. Amen. He, he must be getting them injections that these females be getting. Getting them butt injections. Because it's getting bigger. But now he just laid it all out right here in verse 13. Exodus 4, verse 13. He says, but he said, this is Moses. Oh, my Lord, please send somebody else. That's it. I don't run out. I told you. I told you, you know, you about the man I killed. You know all that stuff that went on in my past. I, I told you I can't talk. You know I'm talking to you right now. I can't talk good. You, you, you covered that. You know what, God? Just send somebody else. Just, just let somebody else do it. Just, 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 just let somebody else do it. You know why? Because I'm so doubtful. I'm, I'm, I'm doubtful. I don't think that I can be the one. You you might really have the wrong one, God. You might really have been in the wrong place, or I might have showed up, and you probably was expecting somebody else to come to this mountain. You wasn't really expecting me. I don't think you know who you really got, God. I don't think you really know who you're talking to, because just send somebody else. Yes. Please. Not me. I, I don't want to write that book. I don't want to open that business. I don't want to pray for them. I don't want to give that. I, I, just, just, just send somebody else. Yeah. Uh -huh. yeah. Okay, I, I can run out of excuses. 
I just don't want to do it. <laughs> yes. See, nowhere do we get the impression that Moses doubted God. He doubted himself. See, at one point I used to think that, that, that people, you know, didn't, didn't experience God's power because they didn't believe in God's power. But now I'm more convinced that it's because we doubt God's power in us. It, it, it's us that we doubt. We doubt. Some of us even doubt our own salvation. Some of us doubt our own salvation. We doubt our own walk with God. And so then we start sounding like, like somebody who's trying to break up with you. God, it, it's not you, God. It's me. How many of y'all been broke up for like that? It ain't you, baby. It's me. I, I mean, I know we've been together, but it ain't you, baby. It's me. And that's what Moses is saying. It ain't you, God. It's me. Send somebody else. Send somebody else. We need, to, we need to break this thing. You don't want me. Come on. You know who I am. You know what I was. You know what I'm doing. Come on, God, please. Send somebody else. You can't be talking about me because I don't want to go. That's what we get into the root of your insecurities because a lot of times we just don't want to because it requires something of us that we don't think that we have and we don't think that we can do. And he said, send somebody else. Please. Please. But see, how many know that? God always has the answer. And in dealing with the insecurity of I'm dysfunctional, I'm deficient, I'm doubtful, God says, I, I got the answer. Turn to Exodus chapter 3, back, back one chapter. Exodus chapter 3. We're getting ready to bring this thing on home. Because we, we done laid it all out. Dysfunction. That's, that's, the, that's part of our insecurity. Our deficiency, that's part of our insecurity. Doubtfulness, that's part of our insecurity. Exodus chapter 3, and let's look at verse uh, verse 13. Exodus chapter 3, verse 13. And we kind of going back in time, but it's still fine because he says right here in verse 13, Exodus chapter 3, verse 13, this is after he came to the mountain and, you know, he told him everything. God gave him the instructions of what he's going to do. Then it says, then Moses said to God, if I come to the people of Israel and say to them, the God of your father has sent me to you. And they ask me, what is your name? What shall I say to them? And see, so Moses was like, okay, God, I, I got it all. Okay, you done cover my dysfunction. You done cover my deficiency. You even kind of dealing with my doubts a little bit, you know, because you ain't left me no excuse, God, but, okay, what if I go to your people who you say calling your name and everything, and I get to them, you know, they might want to commit me because they like, you know, I go and say, you know, I saw this burning bush and God talked to me and everything. You know, he told me to come get y'all because, you know, some people trying to hurt y'all, so I'm going to get y'all, I'm going to take y'all away, we're going to go out to the desert for a little while. Y'all don't know about that. We're going to spend a lot of time in there because some of y'all don't really want to go. <laughs> You know, you start talking and sounding crazy, folks. And he's like, so Moses is like, okay, God, you know, you, first of all, I can't talk good. And then what, I, what you want me to say is going to sound crazy. <laughs> so who am I to say that you are? What, what, is, what is his name? What should I say to him in verse 14? God said to Moses, I am who I am. And he said, say this to the people of Israel. I am has sent me to you. 
get what's going on right there. Moses is talking to this burning bush. Tell me one of these is a burning bush. Now, at the point in time where Moses needs the most specific instructions that he can ever receive in his life, he says, God, okay, what's your name? What's your name, God? God says, I am. <laughs> He's like, wait a minute, okay. I know the bush burning, there might be some static in the train. You know, Let me get down here a little bit. What you say, God? What's your name? I am. Okay, God. See, I know, I know, I stutter, but I thought ain't there some more that you need to finish saying what you saying? I, I am. What, what is that? What is, kind of name is that? That's that's my name, Moses, and and you know Jethro and and all the other folks, and you gotta have a greater name than that, God. What what's your name? What do I tell the people? He says, I am. But see, what is that saying right there? It's two parts in that. See, what God is telling him, he's saying right there, he says, I am. That's all you need to know is that I am. I am that I am. That's his name forever. He says that I am that I am. He telling Moses, my first name is I and my last name is Am. He says, that's all you need to know. I am. He says, I wasn't just a God. See, we, we talking about when you say I am, that means that you is. That means right now. See, it's the isness of God. You got to look it up. It's a theologian term. You know, it's a diabolic theory. I is. The isness of God. Amen. I'm making that up, y'all. Sound good, sound good. But it's the isness of God. Because what God is telling Moses right now, he says, yeah, I know you know about the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. I know you know about that God. But I'm telling you about the God right now. I am, meaning whatever it is, I am. I'm, I am right now. I am right now. But guess what it even means? Not only was he the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, not only was he the God that told Moses that I am, but he is a 2015 God, August 23rd, at that 11:52 God, saying that I am. I am. I am an ever-present help. I am an ever-present deliverer. I am an ever-present healer. I am an ever-present provider. I am an ever-present way maker. I am. I am. I am. The isness of God. You tell somebody we know about the isness of God. I am. I am. I am. I am. See, then the other part is that it's open-ended because it's saying I am. So now you got to ask, you are what? You are what? You are what? See, because we got to go back to that. We got to go back to that blank again. What a blank at? I am never enough. How many know that God fills in the blank? See, whatever we're not, God says, when I start speaking, you become. See, once you get that revelation, he said, I don't care what you are. I am. I don't care what you was. I am. I don't care what you're trying to be. I am. And then in case you didn't know, he said, I am that I am. I'm sealing this thing. So when I speak it, I has to be. I am. He fills in the blank. He fills in the blank. So now you hear that babble again, and God is coming back up. I mean, you hear Moses.
talking about that Babel again, and he's saying what? I, I, I'm so dysfunctional. He says, I'm not, I'm not very good. I'm not ready for this, but God says, you know what? I am. Then we hear, we hear God saying, we hear people saying, you know, I, I'm, not, I'm not very skilled. I, I'm not smart enough. I don't have it together enough. But God says what? I am. Y'all gonna help me preach this thing. Then he said, then we get to what? Then we get to the doubtful. And he says that, that I'm not confident enough. I'm not faithful enough. I'm not worthy enough. But God says what? I am. See, whatever you come up with that's short, God says what? I am. God says that I am. See, God uses Moses anyway with his dysfunctions, with his deficiencies, with his doubts. He don't care. God says, you know what? I'm, I am. I am. It doesn't matter. He said, he said, I don't care what you are. I am. I am. I don't care what you did. I am. I don't care what you're lacking. I am. I don't care how you down. I am. I am. Whatever you need, I am. Whatever you need, I am. Y'all sitting there like y'all ain't getting this revelation. I'll preach my own self happy. Because see, I know when you got a God to say, I am. So that, that seals the deal. Because now I got this long, infinite blank that just shows up whenever I need it. If I don't feel good, God says, I am. If I don't feel like doing that, I am. If I don't have this, I am. That right there makes you praise God. Because you say, I ain't even got to have it all. Because I got a God that does. Yeah. But lastly, right here, let, let's close right here because I ain't even hit you with the bomb yet. Oh. <laughs> yeah, we got to drop the bomb, then I'm going home. Amen. Exodus chapter 20. Yes. Let's go ahead and drop this bomb and close the door all right. to all these insecurities. Amen. Because you can sit up in here cute and pretty acting like you ain't got no insecurity and not let this thing get down in you and fix that stuff. But if you know what I know, you'll start dealing with them things. Amen? You'll start dealing with them dysfunctions, deficiencies, and doubts. You'll start letting them know the God of I am. Amen? Amen. Exodus chapter 20, verse 7. Exodus chapter 20, and then verse 7. Chapter 20. Verse 7. And you know we've been all in Exodus the whole time. Because that means somebody needs to be coming out. Somebody needs to be being delivered. It's time to come out of that stuff that you've been doing. That stinking thinking, all that babble. Know who God says you really are. Who is God saying you are? He said that you are what he is. So if he is I am, then guess what? I am. Amen. Exodus chapter 20, verse 7. He says, you shall not take the name of the Lord. Your God in vain. Well, what's his name? Okay. For the Lord will not hold him guiltless who takes his name in vain. Now, I know that been taught, I used to be, you know, I grew up in the Baptist church and all that, you know, you don't take the God name in vain. You know, you don't even say, say his name really on Sunday like that because, you know, just don't say Jesus Christ and all that stuff. And, you know, and, and that's fine. You know, you don't like, oh my God. And, you know, Jesus Christ, like you're trying to substitute for a cuss word or something, you know. That's what is usually taking his name in vain. Oh, okay. <laughs> but get an understanding. But here go the here go the thing I'm finna drop the bomb on. The real deep part of that, not taking my name in vain, 
let's translate how the Hebrews would have looked at what they when they read the scripture. See, what happens when you get married? You take a name. You take a name. You take a name. See, when when, when Pastor Paula got married to me, she took my name. And she became Paula Eubanks. She took my name. But when she took my name, then we became what? One. And everything that I had, she had. Everything she had, I had. It wasn't no prenup agreement need to be signed because we ain't have nothing. Amen? <laughs> so see, when you take a name, see, when you accepted Christ in your life, don't know if it's drop a bomb. See, you took his name. You took his name. So now when you took his name, you became what? One. And now you're saying, everything you got, God, I got. Because I'm showing up for all mine. Because you got it, so it's mine now. Because I took your name. You said that I'm your bride, so I need your name. Because I know if I got your name, then I got your thing. And see, when you say, I am something that's contradictory to the name of God, then you taking his name in vain. See, when you read, you read, you always tell, tell AJ and everybody, you represent the Eubanks right. Take that name right. The Thomas, you find the same thing. Don't, don't go out there and mess up my name. There's a certain honor to this name. I don't care if they don't see it or not. We got to see the honor. And that's what God is saying right here. Don't quit, quit saying, I, I, I'm so stupid. I'm so depressed. I'm so, all that's contradictory to the word and to the name of God. God said, I ain't none of that stuff. So I don't know who you are because I married somebody who's supposed to be better than that. I ain't married nobody stupid. I ain't married nobody depressed. I ain't married nobody broke, busted, and disgusting. I ain't married nobody messed up. I ain't married nobody who ain't have nothing. I married somebody who became one with me. That's why the scripture said, when you marry, you leave your mother and father. What is that really saying? Leave what you used to do. Leave what birthed you out. Because you might not came into this thing right. So you got to leave all that old stuff behind. Yeah, 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 yeah. And cleave to the one. Yeah. Wow, that's good. That's good. Yes. So when you say, God, I'm so stupid, I'm so idiot. I'm God says, I'm not into those things. Amen. And if I ain't, you ain't either. Yeah, God speak about it too. Because if you talk about it, God talk about it because he's talking in your voice. Amen. See, so then God says what? God says, you know what? We say, I'm so dysfunctional. But God says, I'm so gracious. My grace has covered you. Uh, you I, I, I threw all that stuff away that you did in the past. And when I told you, God ain't trying to fix you. He, that stuff gone. What are you trying to fix? He ain't trying to fix you. He's trying to make you. It's a difference. He, he ain't trying to be, he's not a repair man. He says, I'm gracious enough to, to accept what you did. I laid it out on the cross. I knew when I got up there what you were doing. I knew what you was going to do before you knew what you was going to do. I was there when you were doing it. And he says, I'm with you. You can't separate yourself from So when you lay down with him, I was laying down too. I wonder when you were going to get up because I got up for you. Yes, yes, okay. Then. He said, I'm gracious. Then he said, I'm so deficient. He said, but I'm sufficient. Yes. I'm sufficient. Yes. Then we say, well, God, I'm so doubtful. But then God says, what? 
I'm so faithful. God says that I'm faithful even when you're not faithful. God says that I am. I am. I am. See, in him, I am. And then we get to fill in the blank now. Because we got his name and we're not taking it in vain. We saying, I am whatever he is. See, now God is telling us, when you stand before your Pharaoh, when you stand before your doubts and dysfunctions and and, and this and, and, uh, and deficiencies, when you stand before that Pharaoh, you got to tell God, I know I am. Yes. You'll catch that when you get home. Right. See, I know I am. That's two-party. I, I know I am. But I also know I am. Meaning I know somebody who got what I don't have. I know somebody who connected more than me. I know somebody who better than me. I know somebody who more holier than me. I know somebody who got it going on better than me. I know somebody who shaped all the earth. I know somebody who put the stars here and put the sun there. I know somebody who delivered me out of this and brought me over here. I know somebody who healed them and healed them. I know somebody who provided for them and gave to them. I know somebody who lifted them up and lifted them up. I know I am. So we ought to be celebrating right now. There's no way you can't rejoice in that because we connected to that. In him, I am. We connected to that. That's your power. That's who you truly are. Stop that babble in your head or that insecurity. That's who you are. In him, I am. In him, I am. So you stand before your Pharaoh. Stand before your Pharaoh. Stand before your Pharaoh so I know I am. I know I am. Play, play that song, man. I know who I am. I think that's the, they saw that already earlier. Because see, we got to know. It's celebration. You ought to be celebrating. Because if you didn't know before, you know now. You know who you are. Yes, yes. You are I am. Yes, yes. Now I ain't saying that you God, because you ain't you are not God. But guess what? You, you got all the benefits and the privilege. It's just like American Express used to say, don't leave home with that. Anywhere you go, you can just pull it out. Like, I got it right here. Oh, you say I ain't got enough. I know who do. You say I ain't pretty enough. I know who is. You say I'm too old. I know who ain't. You say I ain't got it going on. I know who do. Yes, God. Yes, God. You got to get bold in that thing. You got to get bold in that thing. What am I saying? Do all tab. Get back to the thing, man. Help me out, man. You messing me up. I got to come back there. There we go. I'm trying to get somewhere with this thing now. Amen. It's going to happen. Gonna happen. Yeah. I know I am. Well, he's still I am. He's still I am. I didn't know he don't need no music to know who he is. Amen. I didn't know we don't need no music to celebrate God. You ought to be celebrating just because of who he is. You ought to be celebrating just because of who he is. Who he is. Who is he in your life? Who is he in your life? Who is he in your life? Who is he? Who is he in your life? Who is he? We thank you, God. We bless your name, God. We bless your name. We thank you for being the I am so that we can know who we are. We thank you, God. We bless your name. We lift your name up high, Father God. We give you all the power. We give you all the glory. We give you all the honor. We thank you, God. We thank you, God. 
Don't worry about it, man. Don't worry about it. God know what he's doing. God know what he's doing. Because God said, if, he, if you can't celebrate me even without the music, then you don't even know who I am. He said, if you can't rejoice even without the entertainment, then you already messed up. See, because sometimes we can keep pushing and pushing and trying to make stuff happen the way we want it to. Because I had it all set up. I'm going to play the little music and make everybody go. But God said, I ain't got no part of all that. God said, I am. I am going to handle it the way I want to handle it. He said, who am I? So I'm just going to get out the way and say, God, do your thing. Do it how you want to do it. Because you're going to do it because the steps of the righteous man are ordered. So order. Yes, sir. Sir, no, sir. I'm taking my order. I'm walking this thing out. However you want me to do. Because I know who I am. That's how we got to get it. I told you I'm breaking chains. We releasing strongholds. It's time to release out of that stuff. Because God's got greatness on each and every one of your life. There's businesses in this room. There's books in this room. There's ministries in this room. And God says that I need you to know who you are so that you can birth that thing out. He said, I know you're in the wilderness right now. He said, I know you're walking around the mountain right now. He said, I'm the God of the mountain. And if you remember the scripture, it says Moses, it said Moses, turn aside. That means you got to turn away from some things. That means you might have to turn away from friends. That means you might have to turn away from some of your family. That means you might have to turn away from what you like to do so that you can hear God and say, God, here I am right here. Talk to me. Tell me what you want. Tell me what I need to do. Here I am. 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 We thank you, God. We bless you, God. Here I am.